Warning, what you're about to listen to contains spoilers for season one and two of Insatiable. So if you haven't watched those, go binge them, come back here, and we'll help you digest it. What's up? It's Debbie. Today, I have invited over my friend Alex Landy. You might know him from Grey's Anatomy as a hot doctor or as Henry on season two of Insatiable as a pre-med, pre-law stripper and brother of Dixie and capoeira master. And in real life, he's an actor that has a dog that is so small it can fit in my palm. So this is Alex Landy. In terms of things that I'm grateful for, um, obviously my little dog Ninja, um, grateful for a smooth transition moving to LA, grateful for a really loving and supportive family, a really close core group of friends that have really kept me going. Yeah, I think um, as I've gotten older, I've definitely started to prioritize gratitude and, and really verbalizing it. I think uh, that's the key, letting people know when you're, when you're thankful for things. What's up, Alex Landy? Hey, Debbie. Thanks for coming over. Thanks for having me here. All right. Well, we can just dive right in. Obviously, fans really got to kind of track with your story in a cool way and discover cool things about you and fall in love with you. And um, it was awesome. And were you, when you originally read the audition for the role, did you know how much shape you would get? Did you know what it would be like? What were you told? (laughs) The only thing I, uh, first of all, I was in LA and I think they were casting out in New York, if I'm correct. I got a self-tape. Uh, while I was in LA, and the the description of the role was that they want a muscular, hunky Korean American in specific. I was like, this is perfect. Uh, <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, so yeah, I had only like two days to prep. And the uh, funny funny thing is, is that there was nothing about dancing or dancing experience or you know stripping or anything of that nature. Sure. The only thing I heard was that casting was once the, once they had interest, they were. They ran it by me saying like, oh, we just want to know if you're uh, okay learning, uh, you know, some dance choreography. It was very, it was not (laughs) stripping. Okay, we'll get that out of the way. It was not stripping by any means. (laughs) I was kind of thrown into that. But in my audition, one of the scenes is in the Halloween party where we're all dressed up. And Mm -hmm. I I actually wore a Hansel costume in my self-tape. Did you really? I just want to put that out there. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I, I ordered on Amazon overnight, Hansel costume. I ordered three options. I didn't know, I didn't know what would fit. And <laughs> I went all out. The, the first Whoa. the first scene, I just wore a t-shirt. Second scene was in the party. And I, I even had the hat on. I had the whole thing, the high socks. We had a whole body shot going. I don't know wow. how much Lauren told you, but- uh, No, I had no idea. That's it, it, it was good. epic. It was good. Yeah, I went wow. all out for that one. Yeah, yeah, that's you got to admire your commitment. Yeah. So even if they were like, "All right, so he doesn't have dance experience, but the guy will commit. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he'll sell he, it." He yeah. got a Hansel costume. He yeah, got one. He'll he, go. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So then, just kind of circling back in the description, when it's specified Korean American, do you get that a lot, or is it typically just like Asian in general? This is the first time I've ever seen in specific Korean American. Usually, breakdowns are Asian or Asian American. That's it. Most of those I've went out for are just open ethnicity or Asian. That's it. There's no actual specific, you know. How did that feel to see that? It was good. I, I, uh, because there have been so many times when they wanted Japanese, they wanted Chinese. And, you know, I'm looking at my agents and I'm like, you know, 
can I, I know from the outside, no one would know, right? If, if you're, I mean, I, I sure. yeah, yeah, in general, for, yeah, for in general, yeah. But uh, when I saw in specific that you guys wanted a Korean American, I was like, I need to get this. So then, when you got to set, and we obviously step into the kind of like Korean American storyline, and mm -hmm. um, Irene's character Dixie discovering that she is of Korean descent, mm -hmm. and she had no idea, and this whole thing, and kind of navigating that with her. Yeah, season two definitely touches on identity, touches on you know who you are, self discovery. Um, and I think for, for Dixie, it was, uh, I'm not sure how much she, she realized, but she must've realized enough to turn the whole wiener taco into a K-pop <laughs> venue, which was literally hilarious. So um, funny. Are you a K-pop fan? I are you, am. Are you I aware am. of it? When, when we were shooting, my song that I played every day on set or in my trailer was the new BTS song, mm -hmm. Boy, Boy With Love. That came out when we started shooting. So that was my, that was my jam. In touching on the Asian American kind of stereotype and specifically Korean American, we wanted to make sure that we did right by everyone. And obviously I say we, but like I was not in the writer's room. But I think we all feel responsible to make sure that we are not just telling other people's stories, but that people are able to tell their own stories. Right. Yeah, as a as an Asian American actor in Hollywood, you know, obviously after the craze of Crazy Rich Asians, I think Asians are in the forefront in terms of casting nowadays. That specific episode was important for me as an Asian American actor growing up, not seeing these faces on screen. Mm -hmm. If we're speaking on Asian masculinity, that's a whole different stereotype. But for the most part, I think Asian guys are seen as, you know, submissive, kind of shy, not sexy. And for me to come in and shed a new light on it was you know, really important for me. I didn't know that that was going to be a theme before getting on the show. I was just so obsessed with, you know, the breakdown. But yeah. after I got on, I was like, wow, this is really a jackpot in terms of helping Asians look better. Right. I mean, that's really what it is. And just rounding out the stories, not telling the same sort of story or not right. telling it. There are times where a lot of change is done when no one comments on it. And then there is also another special kind of change when we do acknowledge it. Right. And we do say like, hey, so here's the deal. And this is like what you might not realize I'm up against because you do come across by the time Patty meets you and by the time we meet you, right. you're self-assured and you're confident and you have gone through the process of having made eye contact with all of these stereotypes and how that could affect you. Right. So like seeing you at a place where you have come through it and you yourself realized and you're total babe and like very desirable and then speaking to it as well is is like very cool. It was really, it was really fun for me. Um, and on TV in general, you never see the leading white actress with a leading Asian male. I mean, mm. if I think about it, I don't recall any time when there's a couple where the, the actress is white and the, the male is the Asian. When you watch the show and you see like for her saying like, wow, this guy's even hotter than Brick. She didn't say that after she knew he was a stripper, after she knew he was like right. confident yeah. and like cool and owned his sexuality. He's talking to me. He's like giving me the time of day, asking me what's wrong. He's able to fix my car. He's in med school. Like he's super hot, like great. And then the more that everything unfolds and she sees the sort of stereotyping that he has found in himself and overcome, she's like, this is better than a sponsor because I can follow his lead in terms of making eye contact with the stereotype and not letting it damage me. I think it's definitely unexpected for your love interest to be an Asian guy for the second season. I think that's a really pleasant surprise. And it's different. Honestly, it's just different in Hollywood. You don't see it. Are you, are you noticing that point? Are you noticing consciously like, this is something I didn't see and I wonder what it would have been like for me wanting to be an actor having seen this. And now I am possibly a lot of people's exposure to this and big exposure. And I'm part of this conversation in shaping this in a way that's like cool and productive. 
Yeah, I mean, it was always a goal of mine when I first started out. I was like, why are there no Asian dudes on TV? Why are there no Asian dudes on, in movies? Like, there are plenty of handsome, you know, athletic, charming Asian guys that are literally not seen at all in media. And it, it was, that was one of the goals that kind of propelled me to keep going. And I was reading all these breakdowns, Caucasian, 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 right. you know, secret agent, leading guy, Caucasian, rom-com lead, Caucasian. It's like, mm -hmm. when is someone in Hollywood going to take that chance and be like, wow, you know, and that was Crazy Rich Asians, obviously, where yeah. it was greenlit. And well, uh, and also a simple favor. Did you see Henry Golding? Favor, Henry Golding, yeah. Oof. When Henry starts talking about body image and masculinity, that's obviously largely rooted in race stereotypes. There's a different type of pressure on men and masculinity because you were cast as someone who has to have your shirt off both in Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and in our show. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever get stuck in the mirror? Do you deal with dysmorphia? No, my thing is that part of it also— Because I've seen you take down like a whole pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no problem, no problem. But yeah, that goes back to being— an Asian American, if, and if I if my goal is to get rid of that already set stereotype for Asian guys, I got to start looking like the leading guy. I need to mm. change my body. I I mean, I my goal before acting was to become a professional tennis player. So I already had the I was playing yeah I was already playing sports, entertainment, physical appearances, you know, a, a a big part of it. And um, I think having having a body just adds to that leading man stature. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I would be viewed the same if I was a scrawny, skinny hmm. guy. I just feel like that it just wouldn't look like I would be a leading Asian actor if I didn't have that physical stature. Which is interesting because as we all aim to dissolve these stereotypes, there is a conversation about changing some of them from the inside out, right? Where one approach is the sort of weird balance of playing the game a little bit and being maybe what people are used to seeing as an opportunity to introduce a new narrative to those who wouldn't otherwise be paying attention. Right, right. So as like a... A kind of a last question. You come in, you meet Dixie. You guys haven't known each other your whole life. It seems to me like the most likable thing about Henry is that he handles things with love and understanding. Right. Dixie is a bad person. Patty is damaged and not great in a relationship. She's, you know, really obsessive and then she just pulls away and she kind of just messes with you. Um, but you treat both of these women where you don't judge them based off of what they've done or who they are. You just kind of meet them with like understanding and and love, that's something that I want to see in real life and that I think is a great way. Like, is that something that maybe you have learned from Henry that you admire about Henry, the way that he just just decided to be kind to Dixie, even though Dixie's not a nice or good person? I, I did notice that. If this was not Henry and this was just a, you know, generic person, I would see a totally different reaction. Who knows how another person would react, but that definitely did stick out to me when you know, I just take in her flaws, I take in your flaws, and I'm just kind of like, all right, how can we make the situation better? And that's something that going forward, I will try to do in my personal life, just try to, everyone has their own story, everyone has their own problems, and it's not up to anyone to judge them based on what they've been going through. So, yeah. So um, I know yeah. that you didn't have tons of dance experience, <laughs> but... You, you nailed it. You really got I, there. I, I, I'm, I'm, lo I'm, I'm low key kind of nervous how it's going to turn out. I don't know how they're going to edit that together. Um, it's so funny. What if it was just shot on your face and then cut to a completely different person's body? <laughs> <laughs> Within the capoeira of it all, you do have experience fighting. So capoeira, which is Brazilian martial arts dance fighting. Right. Were you more comfortable with the capoeira of it all? Because we did a lot of training scenes and those montage sequences and everything, and it felt like that kind of fit in better in your body. Yeah, before the show, I did a lot of martial arts as a kid, but diving into capoeira was something completely different. The movement, 
the way your the flow of you know how your how your body moves was totally different than what I'm used to. So you're you were way more you were way better than I was. Like because honestly, I'm not that flexible, so that required a lot of flexibility and and, and balance and and I didn't know that I was going to be doing capoeira from the breakdown. I kind of found out a lot of this stuff when I, when I got there, which is totally yeah. fine. Welcome to the culture. Yeah. Of yeah totally fine. Yeah. Totally <laughs> fine. Um, and I'm glad to have learned, I, I learned like three different skills from the show, like hip hop dance, uh, capoeira and stripping. stripping of all things. I, that was the last thing I was expecting with, but I'm, I think you're I'll, a lot more fun at a party now. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> way more open for sure. And when I started acting school, my first day in acting school, he threw me up there and just told me to improv whatever scene I was, so scared. Super scared. And that was the last time that I ever felt so vulnerable in front of people. It was a class of like 20 kids. Going up in Bulges strip club in front of like a hundred women <laughs> wearing a Speedo and nothing else. <laughs> shaved body, everything. That first take, I don't know how it turned out, but, you know, ripping my clothes off. That was my first acting experience times like 10. And I don't know if I showed it or not, but inside I was definitely a little... Would you say that was like the like most brave you had to be in your life? Oh yeah, the, hands down, the most. Nothing can compare to that. Public speaking, everything seems way easier now after doing that. I mean, really, how much? Unless the speedo comes off, there's really nothing. <laughs> yeah. There's really no nothing worse. So yeah, yeah, you're truly like was, completely um, out there. Yeah, I felt very liberated, very free up there, and that was a personal thing for me when I you know, especially you seeing me doing that stuff that yeah. really opened, opened me up even further than I was. So, um, I used to be a really shy kid. So this, that was, I would never think in a million years that I would be on a on, stripping on stage on a TV show in front of a hundred girls in a club. I don't think the background women were like upset about it. You know what I mean? I think right. they were fine. I think, yeah, they, I, I think they might've had a good day. Uh, it, it, it was, it was, yeah. The energy they, they gave okay. me was definitely helped out. And um, yeah, I mean, we paid yeah. them to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I think it's good and it translates well. And he handles a breakup with like a lot of kindness. I hope we see yeah. how he realized like he was a great thing that happened to her. Yeah, I'm uh, honestly, I'm I'm happy that first of all, you didn't kill me. Second <laughs> of all, it wasn't really that it was heartbreaking, but it wasn't physically violent. It was, um, yeah. you know, it was it was relatively quick. Yeah, the door slam and I'm out. So yeah. insatiable cut me a, a little Lauren cut me a little break there. Well, Patty's not good at tact. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, were you scared when you saw her kill her last boyfriend? Were you like, because I, I do know that a lot of us, including me, I went into it and I was like, are you going to kill me? And she said, because in the pilot, it was like Dallas was in jail and he gets interviewed and someone says to Bob, you're in prison for killing a former beauty pageant queen. Right. I want to tell your story. And then we go back in time. So I asked her during the pilot process, like, are you going to kill me? And apparently every actor has come to her and asked if they're going to get killed off. Uh -huh. Did that ever occur to you? Were you ever afraid of that? Well, thing was, is when I got the breakdown, I didn't even know that I was going to be your love interest, number one. Number two, I didn't know I was Dixie's brother. These were all based on the script. I would have no idea. So in the audition, mm. I was, I didn't know that I was going to be connected with you. I didn't know that I was going to be connected with Dixie. Mm. And so I kind of went in with an open book, not really knowing. But of course, obviously seeing you bash Christian's face in like, yeah, I, when I did find out that I was your love interest, that was definitely circulating my mind. And I was heavily relieved when I found out that I'm just going back to Minnesota and <laughs> and hanging out there. And then Much Dixie comes breakup. back. Is that? 
Yeah. Correct? Okay. So at least I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, in the light of this conversation, yeah. what are you grateful for? Well, now that we've talked about this stuff, it makes me even more aware of what I'm grateful for. Um, Insatiable as a show, you know, really opened me up way more than I was. And that helps helps me not only in my personal life, but also as an actor going forward. I've never been so vulnerable on screen before. So that's only going to help me, you know, whether it's socially with people going out. It, it was really... A, a life experience for me that I'm never going to forget. That's going to be one of the craziest stories that I have of any doing anything on set. So I'm definitely grateful that Lauren and you guys and Insatiable really gave me this platform to really explore and give a whole new light on Asian actors and coming up as an Asian actor in Hollywood. So that is definitely 100% what I'm grateful for. Huge. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Thanks for sitting with yeah. me. Thanks, Debbie. I appreciate it. <laughs> I wanted to give you guys a little more insight real quick into the creation of Alex's character, Henry, on Insatiable. So I asked one of our writers, Lisa Parsons, to give me her perspective on her thought process behind Henry and as she is of Korean American descent, the depiction of Asian American characters in TV in general. So here is Lisa. Even from when we were crafting Henry's character in the room before we knew it was going to be like Alex, um, one thing that we had all kind of collectively agreed upon, like in the room with Lauren was, let's have Dixie's bio brother be hot. Let's show like a hot Asian American guy that could be a love interest for Patty because that's something that you don't typically see. And that's something everyone was on board with. And then it, you know, evolved into him also being like a stripper <laughs> as well. Um, but for me, like it was really important to show like an Asian American guy who's hot and desirable, the same way that like Crazy Rich Asians did a lot for like the depiction of Asian American men where it's gonna be like, you know what? Like the leading guy is gonna be hot and all of his friends are gonna be hot and take their shirts off. And it's like, we're just gonna show Asian American men and celebrate them in a way that typically isn't done. Thanks so much for listening, you guys, and for watching Insatiable. Go on over to our Instagram at thereyouarepod or thereyouarepod.com and let us know what you want to hear, what you liked, some quotes that were your favorite. We like the feedback. It helps us make more conversations, bring them right to you, as well as going on to iTunes, wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Hit that sweet subscribe button. Maybe leave us a sweet review. That would be nice. Talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.